The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Howdy everyone, welcome back to the Kimi Studios. My name is Hector Nino and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Today we have a very special episode planned for you. We have Rob Clark here, who is a Director of Marketing and Communications at the Texas A&M School of Performance Visualization and Fine Arts. And he will be here talking to us about Venture, that is uh, having its inaugural event this year. Uh, and this will be a week-long event that celebrates uh, the creativity of the students of the School of Performance Visualization and Fine Arts. And we talk about all the different mediums that will be highlighted in this event, such as dance, fashion, music, theater, and visualization. So make sure to stay tuned to find out what this event is all about. And for the second half of our show, we will be speaking to Bill McKinley, who is the director of the Ben School of Floral Design. And we will be talking about his love for floral design and where that came from. All right, let's start my interview with Rob Clark. Today, we have the Director of Marketing and Communications at the Texas A&M School of Performance, Visualization, and Fine Arts. His name is Rob Clark, and he is here to talk to us about Venture, which is a week-long event which has been titled A Celebration of Creativity of the Students of the School of Performance, Visualization, and Fine Arts. So, hi, Rob. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited for our conversation today. I'm so excited that these students are going to have the opportunity to showcase their work. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's it's going to be a great week, and there's virtually every kind of art that's uh, created within the school will be on display, uh, right. so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, before going into it, I did want to ask, how is your first year at the PVFA going? It's going well. It's, a, it's an exciting place to be, and mm -hmm. uh, this is a great example of why, uh, because there's so much talent. Uh, that these students and faculty uh, show on a daily basis. And uh, it's it's exciting to be around it. And as a longtime fan of the arts, it's a great place to be. All righty, yeah. Um, so what do you want to talk to us about about Venture? What's what's going on? So, uh, yeah, so th it's essentially the year-end celebration in the, uh, the various uh, areas of the school. Um, and so it's, it brought together established events um, and s created some new ones. Um, one of those established events is uh, uh, the dance program uh, has an annual event called Perpetual Motion, and uh, it's the 15th year for it, and it features you know works by faculty members and students and a guest artist uh, from Houston, 
and um, it is going to be in Rudder Auditorium for the first time uh, this year. And almost all of these events, all of them except one, will be in the Rudder Theater Complex. So basically all over Rudder all week. Um, yes. So uh, uh, Perpetual Motion by the dance program, um, it, what's interesting is that they've brought back a 23-minute dance piece uh, called Sierra, uh, which was created by uh, Carissa Armstrong, who's the uh, dance program director, and Christine Bergeron, who is a, uh, a clinical professor and associate dean for academic affairs. Right, they've actually been on the show before. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. that's great, yeah. Um, and so uh, it's an interesting uh, uh, piece to do a, something that long, mm-hmm. um, and they performed it uh, several years ago, including at the uh, Edinburgh uh, Festival Fringe. Um, oh, wow. And so they brought it back for this performance, uh, you know, so there's a lot more room on stage. Uh, there, you know, it's an upgrade in, in facilities, um, so it should be a, a really interesting piece and a, and a great show. And that is a, a April 27th to 28th at 7:30 at Rudder Auditorium. I'm gonna backtrack just a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the very first thing that you'll be able to see is the uh, display of art artwork from the visualization program. Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, um, an ex- exhibition in the uh, exhibit hall at Rudder of digital and traditional flat work. There's photography, there's sculpture, uh, interactive media. Um, and what's cool is that uh, an extra element of fun is that the students' uh, virtual reality projects and uh, games will be available to play uh, right. in the afternoons. So you can get a feel for the, the online games and the, the uh, VR projects that the students are working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's pretty exciting. All right. And are these events geared towards students or more of people of the community or both? It's both. Okay. Yeah. I think anyone would get a kick out of, of what these students are doing. Right. And they're really interesting, really creative, and highly entertaining. So it's it's basically for everybody. Yeah. Um, anyone so. can enjoy from this. Yeah. All right. Um, so there's a on a, April 27th at 1 p.m. at Rudder Forum, there's a live art student showcase. And this is a project created by students in a class called Seminar in Performance Theory. And so it's about the, the experience of live performance, sort of experiments in performer-audience relationships and uh, the emotional, cognitive experience of live performance. And um, so that'll be sort of an experimental show, uh, which should be interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, another interesting one is a, a fashion show, and the name of it is the Waste Wear Wearable Arts Runway Show. Okay. So this comes from a course called uh, Dress in World Culture. And part of that course is looking at how uh, fashion affects the environment in negative ways. Mm-hmm. And so these students have created uh, designs for dresses and outfits that are made out of recyclable materials. So uh, plastic, paper, metal, uh, face masks, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, so, and turning those into essentially a runway show for that kind of fashion. So that should be a really interesting show. That's April 26th at 6.30 at Rudder Forum. I mean, that's awesome that uh, apart from showcasing art, we're also, you know, highlighting something that's important nowadays, you know? Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so there's a really interesting music event, and the name of it is Analog Electronica. And uh, this comes from a class called Electronic Music Composition, and uh, that's taught by Dr. Will Connor. Uh, so it's a showcase of composers from this class. And what happens is the students are introduced to a bunch of analog electronic instruments, things that you and I may not have heard of. Um, uh, so some of the instruments are analog synthesizers, uh, theremins, uh, 
no input mixing boards, step sequencers, chaosolators, and haunted boxes, which all make really interesting electronic sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so students are introduced to the instruments, they learn how to use them, create sounds and songs, uh, and uh, they then play these songs uh, for the audience at this concert. Okay. Um, so that's April 25th at 7 p.m. at Rudder Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, there's a research element here too. The uh, Student Research and Creative Work Symposium uh, will give people a chance to see the, the wide ver- variety of research that students uh, do in the various disciplines uh, within the school. So you can essentially learn what they're learning um, right. and, uh, and get a feel for all that goes into it. That's April 26th at 10 a.m. at Rudder Forum. And uh, there's a great theater element. Um, and this is a collaboration with Blinn, uh, which makes it fun. Um, so uh, the play is called Rhinoceros by Eugene Ionesco. And um, so it's the first official theater production under the new school. And also the first time uh, it, that Performance Studies has collaborated with, with Blinn. Um, so it's co-directed, um, Ann Quackenbush from A&M and Greg Wise from Blinn. And so this is a theater of the absurd play um, that essentially uh, tells a story of a village where um, townspeople are alarmed by the appearance of rhinoceros. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, eventually some of them are drawn in and become rhinoceros. Okay. And um, so uh, as I interviewed uh, Ann Quackenbush for a story on our website, she explained that this was sort of a story based on fascism and how people are drawn into something not realizing you know uh what it really is Mm -hmm. and but it's a but it's theater of the absurd so there's over-the-top comedy involved um so uh it should be a really interesting production um it's uh it's started at blinn and then it's coming to the a&m campus april 27th through the 29th and that's at the Black Box Theater in the Liberal Arts and Arts and Humanities Building. So it's the only event that's not in the Rudder Complex. Okay, that's um, the only one. Right. All right. Uh, and so tickets are only five bucks, and they're available through uh, Blend's box office website. So that should be a really interesting show. I mean, yeah, it's the first theater production of the school. I mean, the first of many, I, I presume. Right, right. First official theatrical production. Right. Lots of other things happening in school, but this is the first sort of uh theater show mm-hmm. um so uh that's gonna be exciting and just the little photos and clips that i've seen uh it really looks like a fun production all right so. i encourage people to go check it out yeah um and uh one of the uh, marquee events is the visigogo uh screening so right. the the students will have their works out in the exhibit hall but the screening will show animation shorts uh game demos time-based media, uh, CG renders, and this is really incredible stuff. Um, As most people know, uh, lots of students uh, from the visualization program go on to animation studios like Pixar and DreamWorks. They also go on to lots of game companies. The the game design uh, part of visualization is is really significant, and um, so you'll get to see a, a really great variety of work there. Um, I went to the, there's a smaller fall viz show uh, that happens in, in the fall. And um, it, uh, there was a screening of uh, these animated shorts that the kids, have been, students have been working on. 
and it just blows you away. It's just mm. so good. It's so clever and so funny, and um, it's really, really a good time. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that visualization program is is awesome, and I know that it's also the thirtieth edition of the Visigogo. Right. Yeah. So it's been on for thirty years. Right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't realize that visualization has been around that long. Yeah. Um, exactly. But it has been, and it's it's a, a really uh, fascinating program. Um, there also be uh, awards given. Um, they're known as the Vizies, right. and uh, so sort of different awards for each medium, and then there's an overall award for best in show. Um, and so this is a uh, something that people of all ages uh, can get a kick out of. It's really a a, a great showcase uh, for these. Uh, visualization projects <laughs> and uh so yeah that's um that's definitely something to check out um so it's it's all week and um uh it's a great showcase it's it's been a great first year for the school mm -hmm. and uh, there's a lot of exciting things happening with the school and this is a great way to to cap it all off and Show show people what what everybody's been working on, mm -hmm. and you don't have to go to all the events, right? right you can no. pick and choose what you like the most. And, sure, yeah, right, yeah. So I mean, it, it it's laid out nicely. You know, the Visigogo exhibition kicks it off uh, on the twenty fifth, and um, the same day as the analog electronica concert. The following day is the research symposium and the fashion show. The following day is. Uh, the live art student showcase and the Visigogo screenings mm -hmm. on the 27th. That's when Rhinoceros starts and Perpetual Motion. And then uh, the next day, April 28th, is Rhinoceros Perpetual Motion. And then the last one is the final performance of uh, Rhinoceros at, on April 29th. Okay, and where can people find this schedule? Uh, on our website, which <laughs> is... Uh, pvfa.tamu.edu mm -hmm. and then you're going to do a slash venture uh, dash 2023. So why do you think it is important for the local community to come and see the art that is being created here at Texas A&M? Well, people love the arts mm -hmm. and uh, this is a great uh, way to see what these students are up to and what they're learning. The faculty are incredibly talented as artists in their own right and um, so you get to see the 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 knowledge that they're passing down to the students and the great work that comes out of that. And um, it's there's really nothing else like it in this area, um, this kind of event. Um, and really there's something for everybody, I'm thinking music, theater, dance, art, animation, virtual yeah. reality, you know, music. It's, it's, it really is, runs the gamut. And that's, that's a lot of fun and you can uh, really get a feel for uh, the creativity that comes out of the school. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of the students here go on to become world-known, <laughs> you know, artists. So sure. maybe, you know, we might be looking at some protégés or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's a, a Viz alumni, um, Craig Hammock, who was nominated for an Oscar uh, no. this year uh, for his visual effects work on uh, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever. And right. See, this so is what I mean. Yeah, that, yeah. that was very exciting to mm -hmm. to see someone with that kind of an honor um and uh another former student uh won a visual effects visual effects society award um for his work on uh puss in boots 
um, oh, wow. DreamWorks movie. So, mm -hmm. um, so, and you know, there's lots of talented dance and performance studies grads doing great things. And uh, so this is, we get to see what they're doing, you know, before they go on to, to do even better things. Right. So. There, there's stop here in College Station. Yeah. <laughs> you get to see what they're working on. And um, what do you think this event means to the students themselves that are, have been working on this? Well, it's, it's really the, the culmination of the year. Um, mm -hmm. You know, take uh, the dance program, Perpetual Motion. They've been practicing uh, some of the work that goes on in this show, you know, since the first part of the school year. Wow. Um, so that's a huge chunk of time that they've devoted to this. Um, and they finally get to, you know, show it off, you know. Right. Um, the uh, theater uh, uh, rhinoceros play, um, they've been rehearsing, you know, for a few months. But even before that, uh, as Ann Quackenbush told me, um, they studied what theater of the absurd is about, you know, so mm -hmm. that the students understood um, and really got a feel for what they were doing prior to re rehearsing this play. Right. Um, so, and the, you know, the animation and game and VR projects, those are, you know, lengthy processes, as you can imagine. Oh, um, so uh, this really is the ultimate exclamation point on a year of really great work. Mm -hmm. And I saw that it is called an inaugural event so do you plan on doing th making this a yearly thing oh sure yeah right. I, I would imagine this will be uh, an every year thing um, and uh, uh, we're excited to start it and excited for people to come out and see what what the school of performance visualization and fine arts is all about right all right well make sure to go to the website pvfa.tamu.edu and then you're going to do a slash venture uh, dash 2023. It's also, we've got lots of stories um, that are on our social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that, uh, LinkedIn, and um, we've got stories on these individual events so you can learn more about it. And um, uh, so yeah, that's the best way to find it. All right, well make sure you go and find something that you'd like to see and support the art that is being created here at A&M. Uh, so thank you so much, Rob Clark, for stopping by and introducing that event to us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, anytime. All right, you guys, we will be going on a quick break, but do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Support for KAMU comes from the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. And now we'll be revisiting my interview with Bill McKinley, director of the Ben School of Floral Design. Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the KMU Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Today in the studios, we have a very special guest. He is a director of Ben School of Floral Design and is currently an instructional associate professor under the Department of Horticulture Studies. He is a member of the American Institute of Floral Designers, or AIFD, and his name is Bill McKinley. So hi, Bill. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. That's awesome because I am so excited to have you here. Um, I actually had never heard of floor design being an option or uh, for, you know, a university studies. So, um, yeah, like it was the first time when I came here to A&M that I actually knew that it was something that people could go into. Uh, why do you think that is that not a lot of people know about it? Well, it's not that common. Actually, there are not a lot of uh, universities that have floral design as a 
either a degree or a minor or even certificate. The the uniqueness of the Bin School is that Buddy Bins, who was the originator of the school, who had his school was in Houston, was a 1932 graduate of Texas A&M, and when he uh, set up his estate and uh, he had no heirs, so he bequeathed his whole entire estate to Texas A&M, establishing the Bins School here at Texas A&M. Wow, that's a great story. <laughs> We're lucky to have him then. <laughs> Um, well, I like to go into the stories of, of the artists that come to on the show. So I'd like to ask you, um, where are you from and has nature always been a part of your life? Oh, yes. Nature's always been a part of my life. I grew up on a farm in southern Missouri. and uh, But I knew pretty quickly that I didn't want to be a farmer, so mm. to speak. But I loved plants, gardening, that sort of uh, um avenue into the outdoors and nature. So uh, I didn't even know what the word horticulture meant until I was in high school and doing a little research on where to go and what to do in uh, college. So that's when I discovered horticulture and um, went to the University of Missouri in Columbia and actually uh, focused on greenhouse production for three years. I had to uh, take a floral design course as part of that curriculum, and then it's like, hmm, well, no, I should have been <laughs> in a different area here. Okay. But I finished the degree and then came to Texas A&M for my graduate studies in um, retail floristry and floral design. Mm -hmm. Yes, I saw that. Uh, is, is that what the M-Ag means? Is, does it mean Masters in Agriculture? Yes. Okay, okay. And it's floriculture, right? What does that exactly mean? Well, floriculture is the study of floral materials okay uh, whether it be greens flowers themselves or something like that and floral material is that specifically like um like the reproductive organ that you focus on no floriculture is is in its broadest sense anything used in floral okay. so it could be the the growing of the plants in a greenhouse it could be the harvesting could be transportation, any of that. Okay, any of it. Okay. Um, what was it about farming that you didn't like? <laughs> <laughs> the, the unpredictability. Mm, yes. <laughs> You're at the mercy of, of the weather and, mm. you know, if the tractor breaks down or the combine doesn't work or whatever, that just didn't appeal to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually did have a question planned about... Um, about the supply and demand within like uh, floral design, like do you have to have a certain flower at a certain amount of, uh, of time during the year? Maybe it might not be available for you, or you know, is there always supply for any design that you would want to make? I guess Mostly, yes. Uh, though COVID has put a little kink in all of the supply chain. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the world is small now because um, anything that we grow here seasonally is also opposite season in the southern hemisphere so uh, a large percentage of our flowers foliages and things come from south america or australia the southern hemisphere so if we need tulips in july well we can get them because they're growing someplace else in the world at that time okay so you all you can always get them at any time it just depends where you get them from. right and the price too you know right mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be more expensive because of the shipping and that is uh, definitely becoming more and more of an issue. Yeah, that's a very big factor. Um, 
I was wondering what your first experience in creating a floral piece was like. First experience? Oh, wow. That is a hmm, thought-provoking question. Um, I guess I don't remember specifically. I just remember uh, having to take the course that I really didn't want to take. And then using the flowers... um, in their raw form and putting them together, designing with them to make something even prettier than what an individual flower looks like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of the essence of, of what floral design is all about, is knowing how to put the, the flowers aesthetically pleasingly together, knowing how they actually grow. Yes. Um, yeah, I was actually wondering whether you did, you had any other aptitudes in other arts? Because... I would imagine that it does take a good eye to be a good floral designer, you know. Well, um, yes and no. I'm I'm certainly not a professional in it, but uh, uh, I dabble in uh, woodworking and you know the whole art of uh, identifying grain and and the be- you know the absolute beauty of certain woods and how you can make a spectacular piece of furniture out of what was a stick, you know, in the yard at some point. So um, I do some uh, landscape design, minimal, uh, mostly on a personal and family sort of a basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I just dabble in all kinds of art, actually. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like most people that do, you know, have a, a certain aptitude towards creativity tend to dabble in, in plenty of things. So makes sense uh are there like different styles for floral design like how what would a a classroom speaking about floral design look like are there different styles that you teach oh yeah there's there's many 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 different kinds Mm -hmm. and styles of design uh it depends on the the course uh on which style we tend to focus on Mm -hmm. but uh normally we start with sort of the basic uh traditional uh, geometric forms, you know, round triangles, uh, horizontals. Those those are sort of the bread and butter of, of retail floristry. Mm-hmm. And then we graduate up into more of what we would consider floral art. Um, those would be design styles that are not necessarily commercial, but they're uh, aesthetically pleasing, one-of-a-kind pieces that um, they could be small for a table or they could be huge installation pieces that, you know, would go in an atrium or a um, a large venue of some sort. So uh, there's there's a style, there's a, a, a type of floral design for everybody. Right. You know, from vegetative, very naturalistic, to very high style, um, clean and neat, um, minimalistic might be another word for it. So, yeah, there's all kinds. Hmm. And what are some of your favorite plants to work with? Oh, my. My students ask me all the time, Mr. McKinley, what is your favorite flower? Mm-hmm. And I'll say, well, it depends on the day of the week because there are so many beautiful flowers um, and so many wonderful materials to work with. Um, so I think I'm not going to answer that question. There's, there's no answer. There is really it. not an answer. <laughs> right. There's just so many. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's so much variety in plants. I feel like the world is your oyster, but has a whole other meaning because the world has literally so many different types of plants. 
what would you say your artistic process is like? Where do you start? And then how do you get to your final destination? Well, it sort of depends on the project. Uh, sometimes, uh, actually, I have some uh, presentations I do on let, letting your container speak to you. Because if you have a container a client or somebody brings to you, th there are certain things or styles that will go with that container. So you try to, to work with that. Um, other times, you know, the sky's the limit. And that's when you really just draw on some experiences and some uh, past um, possibly uh, other instances where you might have seen something, you know, mm -hmm. that you can pull together. I, you know, in my mind, um, probably before you even start putting a design together, you need to have about 70, 75 percent of it visualized in your brain. And that way, you know where you're going. And then that last 25% is, oh, well, you know, that's not working so well. So you do a little switch or flexibility uh, aspect in there. But if you start with nothing, it takes so long in the process because you're constantly changing and pulling. And, and uh, it's just not a good idea to start with a blank slate and... You need to have that vision in your head. That's right. really what makes an end product look good. I'm Hector Nino, and you've been listening to The Heart of Art, a production of 90.9 KAMU-FM. You can find all of our shows anytime at kamu.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu.